Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Your Herald Headlines for today, Wednesday the 17th of November. Mother's agony as son slain 100 metres from front door. Moments after gunshots rang out, a Nelson Mandela Bay mother ran out of her house to find her son's body riddled with bullets lying in the street less than 100 metres from their front door. Unconfirmed reports from bystanders at the scene said the young man had tried to intervene in the mugging of a schoolgirl when he was shot up to 11 times. And D-Day. Who will govern the Bay? Metro set for minority government after EFF rules out working with ANC. A minority government is the likely outcome for Nelson Mandela Bay after the EFF shut the door on further coalition talks with the ANC. The DA has already flatly refused to work with the Red Berets. Those are the details on the front page of today's Herald. For more, go to heraldlive.co.za. Each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us. A story about our heritage and that which brings us together. It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story for you. As Nelson Mandela Bay and the western parts of the Eastern Cape continue to buckle under the pressure of unprecedented drought, Work on the system specifically designed to save us from a water day zero situation, the Neutgedacht irrigation scheme, which was to deliver water from the Orange River, has ground to a halt, an absolute standstill. There have been numerous deadlines already been missed and residents appear unaware or uncaring that unless swift action is taken, there's a real possibility that the city runs out of water before Christmas and will be forced to rely on water tankers. It is an extremely serious situation that today we thought we would investigate by speaking to a professional in the field rather than a politician. Welcome, Gisela Kayser. Thank you so much, Darren. Lovely to be here. A little bit about Gisela. She's a qualified professional civil engineer with an MBA and a PhD and more than 25 years experience in the infrastructure development of both public and private organizations. Most recently, she was the technical lead during the Cape Town drought response and she has been seconded by the National Treasury to Nelson Mandela Bay with funds from the World Bank, I understand, to help us sort out our mess. Have I summed it up more or less correctly? That is correct, Darren. Yeah, um, it is a it is a complicated story. It's the city support program, which is a leg of National Treasury, and they work specifically to support cities during um, incidents and periods such as this. Would you mind giving us a brief history of Neutgedacht? I personally have tried to follow the story very closely. I'm aware the deadlines have been missed. I'm not entirely sure for the for the reasons for that. But now there's no work at all taking place on the Neutgedacht irrigation system. Darren, I really am very pleased that you contacted me in this regard because it is a little bit of a red herring, if I may say so. Um, Neutgedacht indeed brings water from the Charit Dam, 
the largest dam in the country, and it has rarely ever dropped below 60%. So water security from the Gharib Dam via Noitgedacht is in fact a very secure source of supply to our metro. Now, National Department of Water and Sanitation has made an allocation to the city. And this allocation is 160 million liters a day with a peak abstraction allowable of 210 million liters a day. Noitgedacht was uh, initially meant to be um, constructed in one phase, but due to funding limitations, it was done in three phases. So the current phase is for a water treatment works that will be able to treat the remainder of the allocation to allow us to abstract 210 million liters a day. This is a long and complex story, so please stop and interrupt me if you want to ask a question along the way, okay? Well, I would like to start by saying exactly how much water were we looking at receiving from the Noitgedacht system and how much are we currently receiving? Right. So when I say the peak abstraction, what we would want to do is to abstract the full 210 million litres a day from Noitgedacht. At the moment, we are abstracting just over 170 million litres a day. But why I'm saying this is a red herring is that the city, through good planning, um, converted the grass ridge reservoir into a temporary treatment facility so that while the phase three water treatment work is under construction, we can use all our water allocation that we can currently use in the city. So the limitation that we have is to distribute water from Neutgedach to the southern part of the city. So in fact, this phase three Neutgedach water treatment works is not going to provide additional water to the metropolitan area. However, it is critical for us as a municipality because currently it is increasing our operational risk due to the fact that we are using a temporary treatment plant, if that makes sense. I'm following as best as I can, Gisler. I do know that there are no contractors on site at the moment. How long is that likely to continue for? Are you aware of what the log jams are, what the issues at play are, and how they can be resolved? Baron, the National Department appointed Amatola Water as their implementing agent. So the contractual issues are not between the municipality and the contractor. As far as I know, the the contractor cancelled the contract due to payment issues and the contractor is still off-site. But my point is, we would want the plant um, completed as soon as possible to reduce our operational risk, but it doesn't impact on the water available to the city at the moment. We would need for this plant to be completed by the end of April next year. And the fact that that is unfortunately with a a builder's shutdown over over Christmas, it should be um, able to be complete in good time long before the end of April. But as I say, it doesn't, it won't provide us with additional water, it will reduce our operational risk 
as a municipality in having enough water to distribute around the city. I understand. The city management, Gisler, often talks of partnership with residents. 50 litres a day is what they're suggesting at the moment. Action is necessary. I get a sense that residents aren't aware or don't care how serious the situation currently is. Darren, yes, that's what I'm working very, very uh, hard towards, to try to get residents interested and to care. Um, Our experience in Cape Town was that people really need to internalise what it will mean if they try to open a tap and no water comes out. You know, people think that as long as there's water when they open a tap, there can't be a drought or a water problem. So what we want to do is to get the message out there that if we continue wasting as much water as we are doing at the moment, there's a very real chance that our taps will run dry and they will run dry prior to Christmas for most of the city or for at least half of the city. Um, We currently get approximately two-thirds of our water from and a third of the water from the local dams. Now, as you would know, our local dams have dropped below 12% again, and they've, they have in fact been below 20% for the, for the entire year. And that is dire. So if, if the dams run dry, which they will do if we continue to use as much water from the dams as we have been using, then approximately half of households face the risk of being without water. And you must remember that our water system is very closely connected to a sanitation system. If there's no water in your tap, then your toilet is not going to flush either. We're literally going to be in the dark stuff if we don't change our ways. How could residents, in practical terms, make a difference? We've heard of the brick in the toilet, for example. Do you, do you have any easy fixes that, that households could apply? Yes, there are many things. I would say that the first thing that I would really encourage households to do is to find your water meter and to read it. Um, you know, especially in older older houses um, or um, households that were constructed quickly, the materials may be a little bit substandard and many, many properties are likely to have underground leaks. So if you read your water meter, make sure you switch off all your taps inside and read it again in half an hour. If the meter has moved, chances are you have a leak. Um, You could also just read it at night and again in the morning. And if there is a difference and you know that nobody's had a bath or whatever in your household, chances are you have a leak. Um, If you are using 50 liters a person a day for a household of two people, you should only on your water bill be using approximately 3,000 litres. So secondly, after reading your meter, open your water bill. Um, A lot of people get their water bills via email. Look at your water bill and look how much water you use in a month and compare that to the number of people in your household. A household of four people should use 6,000 litres a month. The average household size in the metro is between five and six people, which means that your water bill should be no more than 9,000 litres a month. Um, So those are probably two of the most critical ones. Then the rest of the um, tips and tricks are smaller, but will still have a huge impact. So a bath takes a lot more water than a a shower does. 50 litres a day is not a lot. So um, you need to 
have a shower for less than two minutes, ideally. And you can also have a stop-start shower. You don't need to stand under the water or keep the water running while you soap and wash your hair and everything else. Stop-start showers are an effective way of using a lot less water. Capture the water at the start of your shower while you're waiting for it to heat up in a bucket and use that water to flush the toilet. Um, in terms of our restrictions, gardening uh, or watering of gardens is, is not allowed at all. You're not allowed to use potable water from uh, a municipal supply to wash your car or to irrigate or to, or to wash down uh, your driveway at all. So people can really make a huge difference by just thinking every time they open a tap whether it is necessary. Um, you know, in Cape Town, people went to strange extent, like restaurants stopped uh, allowing you to order a glass of water out of the tap, and they forced you to buy a bottle of water. Now, the water footprint of a bottle of water is a lot higher than the water footprint of a glass of water. Some restaurants even stopped um, using, using ice, which, you know, that is a bit extreme because you're not going to make very large savings in that. But if at a household level, you make sure that you don't have a leak, you read your water meter. Oh, and another thing is that if you can reduce pressure in your household, that automatically means that you use less water. Some, some households will have a lever that you can twist. And we have a lot of information available on the NMBM website as well about how to exactly how households can use less water and how business can use less water. Final question for you then, Gisler. How big a factor is the aging infrastructure that is often referred to, which lead to water leaks almost on a daily basis? Darren, that's a very good question. And we know that um, there is a lack of trust between uh, the municipality and people. It is quite apparent if you look at social media, and we're really trying to rebuild trust. So the city has worked very hard in catching up on the backlog of of leaks. They've made excellent progress. However, leaks uh, happen all around the world, often, especially with uh, infrastructure aging. So what we do is we prioritize that we fix the biggest leaks first. Um, We believe that we have very much improved the integrity of our network work by attending to to leaks, especially in the water mains. You know, if it is a big pipe and the pressure is high, you lose a lot of water. Mm. So by metering on both sides of uh, water mains, you can establish how much how much water you are losing in the network. So we have absolutely focused on that. A second thing that we have done, which we did in Cape Town as well, is introduce pressure management so that within a zone, we know how much water is entering a zone. And then at the critical point, which is generally the highest point within the zone, we reduce the pressure to um, only one bar, which is 10 meters of head. So that if everybody in the zone uses 50 liters a day of water, then everybody in the zone will have water, but at a lower pressure. Now, if the pressure is lower, then it means even if you have a leak in your toilet, assistant at home that less water will run to waste through that so uh, those are the kinds of things 
things that the municipality um, has done. But when you've got over 1.3 or 1.2 million people in the city, what we really need is for the city, for every citizen to partner with us to internalize how it will feel on a morning if they open the tap and there is no water and to make the difference now so that we can stretch the water in our dams until next year when we can connect more of the Neutgedacht water to where we need it in the southern part of the city. That's water supply expert Gisela Kayser, who played a key role in Cape Town's successful battle to stave off dry taps in 2017-2018. She's been seconded by the National Treasury with funding from the World Bank to help the Bay survive the water crisis. Have a good day. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and input with us here on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Thanks so much, Darren. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.